next time we have news that is relevant for everyone to move from the lower and middle class all the way to the upper class top one percent everybody antonio t smith jr here i invented mexic news and a whole news station and all this stuff to rival the cnn's the fox news the newsmaxes the msnbc's whether it be far left far right or somewhere in the middle or middle left middle right we need a not-for-profit news a news that is not meant to scare you a news that is not so concerned with politics unless it's financially taking money out your pocket or putting money in your pocket and that's the purpose of mexit news mexit stands for middle class exit and that's what i'm about i'm fortunate enough to be in the top one percent and i'm bringing as many people with me as possible so on mexit news you learn about crypto you learn about blockchain. You learn about things that are relevant, that are excellently relevant, and that are fortified to push you to the next level. So thank you for joining Mexit News. It is a pleasure. You're going to hear this because this is on a podcast. So if you can give a rating, if you can send as much traffic to this podcast as possible, it always remain free because using advertisers to pay so i never have to charge you for the news antonio t smith jr you can't plant better you can dominate all right welcome 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 i am stephen walker and you are watching the people's congress the very first episode welcome we have some hot topics today and we're going to get into it with our panel and they are located all over the country as you can see um thought leaders in the middle class and we definitely want to get started with a very hot topic that we were discussing before we began. It's going to be great. Uh, so we're going to kick it off with Adrian in Philadelphia. Adrian, you have the floor. Hello, everyone on the Congress and Mexit. The first conversation, the first story coming straight off the bat is about Nike ending their lawsuit over this little Nas X Satan shoes. Wow. If you okay. Look, if you have not heard Little Nas, right around Easter time, I would like to say, he decided that he was going to put something together with a group and they were going to make the devil shoes. Now, in the whole shishkan gaboogle, they made a shoe and then expected as if the world was just going to grab it. And Nike said, oh, hell no. No, you can't do that with our stuff. And so there's been this big thing going on between Nike and Little Nas because there's some infringements going on. You can't do this with our stuff. And Nike just says, you know what? This is it. We're going to end this whole lawsuit. We're pulling out of this thing. You got to give all of the money back. The people can return the shoes and get their money back. Okay. All right. I said, you know, we was going to talk about this on the Congress. I said, I got to take this straight to the Congress because <laughs> no, 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 no. The first question that I had, how is it that you slipped up and bought these raggedy shoes? And then now that they done said that it is not, it's over, now I can take them back and you will give yeah. me my money back? Yeah. I was like, yeah. So we let the People's Help Congress me. decide. Wait, how much was those shoes, by the way? Does anybody know? 
um, $1,018. Right? Too much. Wow. Too much. Wow. And the reason wow. why the reason why it was that much is because they used that scripture where it says, you know, he was thrown out of heaven. I think it was like Luke yeah, 10, right. 18. So yeah. that's where they yeah. came up with the amount from. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So mm -hmm. they, they really meant, they're really playing games. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're playing yeah, games. There were actually thoughts about whether or not that liquid he put in there was real blood or not. Hmm. They put in the, the talk of it is there was real blood. They said everybody in the everybody wow. from the company took wow. a piece of their blood and inserted it into wow. the blood of the shoe. Now I'm not trying to understand how those people's blood would symbolize Satan's blood, but well, even more conversations going on. It's you know you think about it how unsanitary is that I mean people's bloods on your on something you're purchasing especially now that we're dealing with COVID not a good good uh, good look uh, so Vicky did you have something that you wanted to share about that I mean you know to be honest with you I, I just I can't believe that that is something that that the whole the whole shoe process the the whole the whole Satan shoe I mean it's to me, that's just that's just wild. I, you know, I, when I saw that, it, my my jaw just dropped. Yeah, um, sure. So I mean, do I have a response other than? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I that's mean, around know, the world so fast. You know, yeah. the thing the thing I think about is, you know, if if they're gonna if they're pulling it off the market, if they're ending, you know, I mean, the people that that were able to buy those shoes, I mean, that resell. Um, value if it's already a thousand, what'd you say, sixteen, eighteen dollars? I mean, just imagine how much some people are gonna make off of off of these uh, these wild shoes. I, well, you know what? Let's go to our resident millennial thought leader, Telly, in Long Island, New York, because I know Telly's got something to share. <laughs> I, there are a lot of things I could say. Um, yeah. But specifically with this one, I I have a different take because I wonder if Nike, if the shoe would have done well, would they really file the lawsuit? Because yeah. let's be honest, they just want some money, okay? Right, right. Next, just yeah. like the next company. So if the shoe would have not maybe caused a stir um, and really got a reaction um, out of the public, would they have, you know, filed? Right. Would they, you know, what they might have said, you know, can we just get a little money on the side since it is, you know, our shoe, right? Or because of the the backlash. I mean, we live in a society now where we have cancel culture, and you can get pressured by the public, mm, and right. next thing you know, you're off the market. We don't hear about you. Yeah. Once they start canceling you, goodbye, you're out. So I just wonder. I think it's wild. I mean, I I I personally would not buy it. Um, and other people my age, family and friends are just like, that's just, a, that's just, that's a lot. Even for those who are not a part of mm -hmm. any, that have any religious affiliation. Mm -hmm. just yes. like, now you, you're just doing a lot. You're just doing a lot. And on top of that, you, you're yeah. uh, charging 1,018 and it's a direct hit, you right. know, a scripture. And there are a lot of people who may not, you know, be Christians, but just may have a respect, like a moral mm -hmm. compass. And they're like, mm -hmm. all right now. But the same company did do Jesus shoes, but they didn't take it as far as they did right. with the shoes. Right. We, it didn't get to play in the news like you got. I no, and it didn't have any blood. 
Like yeah. Jesus' blood wasn't in the shoes. So oh, if it was Jesus' blood in the shoes, they would have sold out forever. Well, come on, no, <laughs> yeah, was, oh, yeah, water. Water. I would have ordered a blood So, so Marquise, did you have something you wanted to share? The you know when this thing first came out. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what kind of weed them people smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be some good stuff. <laughs> Incredible. And 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 so I had to go back. I had to read what what was going on. I, I actually initially I thought something was wrong with Nike. Mm. And mm-hmm. when I read it, it was a rebranding of the shoe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so Nike had a problem with that. I mean that that's basically like taking a Chrysler. No, as as a as a matter of fact, that's like taking a Ford Mustang and sticking a, a what is it a Roche or Roush uh, title on it. it they you wait for us. We don't know okay. what that is. Well, we're in the middle class, brother. We're in the middle for, class for for your race. I was about to say your... that must be something big. That was a big car. <laughs> is that no, like a Bentley? <laughs> no, no. It's 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 you, you have a regular Mustang, then you have the high, high performance package, which is a Roush. So, oh, okay. but it's a Roush oh. Mustang, but Ford, Keith, but okay. Ford actually backs that. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike Nike, Nike apparently did not back that. I think they probably did on a sly, but they mm-hmm. didn't back it. So, what well, I was find, about deniability. What exactly? What I find yeah. interesting about this is that they dropped a lawsuit. Now, yeah. had that happened to me or you, we would have probably pressed on because they damaged our reputation. Yeah, yeah, and that's but, what I want to talk about too. When we get to the end of this, go ahead. Yeah, but you know, as it as it stands nowadays, any news is good news, whether mm-hmm. whether bad or good. But to get to the Jesus the Jesus shoe, that was actually supposedly filled with holy water, so you're walking on water, uh-huh. and really. And so and so, I had to go back to that to kind of get a an understanding for the balance. I didn't right. hear anything about Nike suing anybody then. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I I did mm-hmm. uh, did a little digging, right. but I wanted to give you guys a little a, a little little something. I looked on eBay just now. You can get these shoes for the low low price of six thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. And yeah. and, and six thousand dollars. Hey, Marquis, Marquis. What I want you to do is, are you able to share that screen? Uh, let's go. I think let's you see. have share capability. Let's see here. Why would you get a refund for a thousand when you can make six thousand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Think, that don't uh, make sense. Collector's item. Capitalism. Capitalism at work. So, yep. so while he's looking for that, I think what we want to make sure we understand is that you know when you have a company, you have a brand, and you have to protect that brand like you protect your family. Right. I think Nike, and to his point, I think Nike may have had a situation we don't know. It might have been a situation where. He bought all those shoes and somebody knew it. Mm-hmm. And they was like, well, we our hands are off. You do that. But I'm going to tell you, if it goes left, we're going right to the mm-hmm. corner. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And we're going to do, have to do what we have to do to protect our brand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but it was unfortunate the way it rolled out because it made it look like there was an alliance between him, his, his music label, yeah. and this guy who recreated the shoe. It looked like Nike was a part of that from the beginning, which he, they weren't. Or, or they would have been promoted. They would have been the voice for it. Right, so, that's right. Um, and Marquis, if you can't bring it up, that's fine. Well, that's it's fine. it's showing that it's that it's sharing. I don't know if you can see it. No, no, we can't see it. But that's okay. Um, but we'll we'll go ahead and uh, and move on. Does anybody else have anything you want to add to this? Oh, I got a comment on this. All right, Jerome. <laughs> yes. You know what I thought was interesting was this young man, an African American 
country western singer. Come on. Talk about an oxymoron to begin with. Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, he won an award that year for his performance. Ooh, more attention. Oh, and then by the way, after he won the award, did he come out and say that he was gay? Yeah. (laughs) If you notice, at each turn, more publicity, more publicity. And then the news, if it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> and he kept it going. So what did he do? He decided, I'm going to pick on Nike. Because guess what? That's David and Goliath. Yeah. And look at all the publicity yeah. that he got behind all this going on. And yeah. Nike said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, you're, you're messing with our brand. You know Nike was loving every bit of that publicity. Because guess what? That's their tennis shoe. They're, they're, they're the big He knew ex- That young man knew exactly what he was doing. I'm waiting for his next publicity stunt because he ain't done yet. You know, yeah, you know when Nike figured out? That dude using us. We better chill out and go on about our business and, 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 and make money elsewhere because that's exactly what he did. He used them and he got away with it. And they said, you know what? We're going to leave because he played the corporate, the capital game with them. And guess what? He won. Yeah, but I think in the, in the end they both won because Nike was able to come up and actually finally stand yeah. for something. Yeah. Yeah. They've only been standing for making money, um, so they've been able to kind of fight for their brand. And in that instance, they were trying to protect their brand. So I think it made them look like a yeah. responsible company, if you could imagine that, selling shoes for a hundred, two hundred dollars over here, and people in China getting you know starving to death. You know, making these shoes for a dollar and fifty cents each. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's some of the issues they've been trying to deal with to save mm-hmm. face. But, but you know what? You read what you saw in this life. So I think this was them getting a little bit back from some stuff they done too. So, yeah. um, all right. So, uh, does, is I all, got a question. Okay. I got a question before we move. All right. The whole entire thing. Do you think that it might have anything to do with the fact that we just didn't want to talk about Resurrection Sunday? The timing of it, you see. Well, I mean, that, that, wouldn't that be just so like to talk about the devil and nobody said anything about Jesus and his shoes? Good point. Very good point. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing you have to look at the timing because Resurrection Sunday was right there right. when it, when it came out. And again, Jerome made this point. He was like, "It's a publicity stunt. What? That's the best time." To yeah. roll out a satanic plot right. against the world when they, we're supposed to be glorifying, you know, Jesus. So right. it's all about the Benjamin point, right? So, that's right. All about the Benjamins, guys. Yep. So, and, and, um, and I don't know if you guys saw the attached video on YouTube. I don't necessarily recommend you go looking for it. Just know, just know it will. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Wow. And no way. Yeah. It is. It is. It, it made you want to take a fork and stick your freaking eye out. <laughs> All right. So an honest response from Marquise in our Indianapolis office. If you're just tuning in, this is the People's Congress where the middle class gets to tell you the real truth about the news. We are keeping it real and we are keeping it relevant. That's what we do, people. So thank you, Marquise, for that. Good job. I uh, appreciate that. All right. So uh, we're going to move on and let's go to let's go to Kevin. Kevin, uh, out of how do you pronounce it? Is that Kennesaw, Georgia? Yeah, Kennesaw, Georgia. You got it right. All right. How's everybody? I'm excited. I'm excited, guys. Hey, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a businessman. You understand that? I'm a businessman. I'm getting ready to share some stuff with you about Domino's launching 
a pizza delivery robot car. Okay. Now, doesn't that just make sense? You got to understand that that's what they do. Why is people excited or not excited about their delivery robot? That's what they do. I'm a businessman, ladies and gentlemen. And guess what? In business, you do R&D. It's called research and development. You got to understand, I have a board of directors, right? I've got uh, investors. They got to make some money with me. So guess what I'm going to be looking into, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to be looking into the future. So Domino's is launching a pizza delivery robot car. That just makes sense to me, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what they do. They deliver right. pizzas. Why not? Man, I, I can tell you guys, we had aliens from another planet come down here and work with Domino's. They would be delivering the pizzas and they would be learning and making a lot of money because aliens from Mars are now working the pizza delivery business. As long as they do it safely, I probably would order one. <laughs> All right. So let me let me ask you a question that's more down to earth. Yes, sir. Uh, let's bring it on back. So so. You're telling me that they, they've now created an autonomous vehicle yeah. that is going to be robot driven and yeah. something they're launching this year? Well, I, I didn't see the, when they were going to launch, but the technology is being researched for that. Okay. Because, as you know, the infrastructure is not really totally set up yet. Right. They got to do the five and six G, really yeah, six. Exactly. Get there. Yeah. We got to put all that together. They got to do the zeros and the ones. And they got to get the infrastructure. They got to get the licensing. They got to get the pattern down pat. They got to get the GPS system in place. They got to get approval, you know, obviously from the government system too, as well, to do all that. So all okay. that phase, but it's just it just makes sense to get involved in that technology. All right. So let's talk about pros and cons because we always want to look at the news in terms of how does it impact yeah. the middle class, right? Yeah. So um, one of our panelists here, I want you to tell me one thing you see. Are you a creator looking for a home? A place to genuinely call home, a place to put all of your work all of your creations, someplace where you know it will get the attraction, you'll get the followers, the subscribers that you deserve and you need, ATS TV is the place for you. If you want a place where you can call home, reach out to us. Email us at info at AntonioTSmithJr.com and find out how you can become a creator on ATS TV today. We want you. And you want us. Welcome home. Tell them us a link in the description. Click the link in the description to find out more about ATS TV and to see where you will soon call home. Now tell them I said hi. Antonio said hi. That could affect the middle class because it's a brand new promotion coming out of town. Uh, loss of jobs. There we go. Tanya nailed it. Loss of jobs. <laughs> it is projected that in the next 10 years that because of AI, humans will lose probably 50% of their jobs wow. to robots and automation. Yeah. And while we're excited on the front end that we're getting pizza faster because the robot delivered it to our door, <laughs> the world is realizing that uh, I, robot is real. That movie wasn't just a movie. It was, a, right. it was a, a prophecy. That's right. It was coming. Yep. Well, there's uh, a couple of so points, though, that we don't want to forget. One, they, they want it to be a market disruptor, but this is just advertisement people. Yeah. Two, all they're doing, you remember when we talked about having drones deliver food? They've yeah. done that. I worked at the airport. We had drops. Yep. You'll see drones. They thought it would be huge that drones would be at 20,000 feet, safe zone. They had a whole lot of issues. So all they're doing really 
is, hey, don't forget, I'm over here because right. they have Uber. They have all those other um, driving delivery. They're not really going to have a drone because right. Tesla can't even get their their autonomous vehicle not to crash. Mm -hmm. OK, point one. OK, Your so point. Yeah. it is really about for us. They just want you to know, come buy our pizza. Yep. OK. That was a right. way for them to advertise, come buy our pizza, and everybody is talking about it. Okay, so now let's talk about it from a business perspective then. Why is that a smart move to talk about something you don't even have yet, as if you have it? What is it doing for their brand? What's something positive it's doing for their brand? What, what kind of lessons can we learn? First of all, you're getting more exposure. You're getting more exposure, for one, as you know. Okay, exposure. All right, and what else? Anticipation. Come on, Maxine, that's what I'm talking about. What, yeah. Explain that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they've also tried this before, I think, in another country where they did a drone, you know, domino. So they're just use that as an advancement and a test to bring it here moving forward. But it's like anything else, even though something has not hit the market yet, you're getting that supply and demand, you're getting the scarcity. And then when people see that, hey, it's coming and they want to be the first one to try it out, it's like all of the technology is the same thing. So what, so what they're actually saying then is our company and our brand is at the forefront of this change. Like our, like, like our, uh, our, our representative in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, Kevin Vaughn likes to say, welcome to the future. So they're trying to say, we're in the future. Y'all need to catch up to us. That's, that's what they're trying to say. And okay. then you think about it like this. If they can take the lead, then what are the other piece of places are going to be looking to do? To mm -hmm. right. catch up? Or what can they do next in order to get ahead of dominoes? Absolutely. That's a good point. That's a good point. And that could be it, though, because we think that there are so many other pizza chains that have taken <laughs> dominoes is really just trying to stay relevant, right. even in the midst of where we think that, you know, I want to go to pizza. But now yeah. that they even said that they have a computer that's going to deliver it to me, it makes me think maybe I do want to go back to dominoes. Right. Good point. You know, Steve, there's yeah. another effect, too. Okay. Um, AI replaces, that only takes one bot, one piece of AI to replace nine people in the workplace. So for the middle class, we're the ones driving around, okay? Our college kids are the ones making deliveries. Right. We have 40, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds making deliveries because they can make money on Uber, rideshare. Okay. And so they really did not attack from that point of view, this it was publicity because right. they are not in a position to actually replace us with driving. Right. They're not there. That's right. All right. So let me ask you a question. We're going to do a little poll with the People's Congress since we represent the entire country. We're okay. Going to do a poll by a show of hands. How many of you actually eat Domino's Pizza as your preference? Okay. Do we eat it or a preference? As a preference. That's your that's your pizza of choice. All right. I love that you asked that question. Is it our right. preference, or do we eat it? That's one out of 10. Now, look at this. Look at this. One out of 10 people from the People's Congress, which represents the core of the middle class, raised their hand. That's 10% of the population prefer Domino's Pizza, which tells you why they're using this strategy mm -hmm. to gain the attention. They're like Little Nas. It's the same kind of story. 
Right. You know, they're going to do something so outrageous, so ridiculous yeah. that they'll yeah. get the attention of the media and kind of get that. more people thinking about them. Mm-hmm. And people might say, I might try Domino's Pizza. Right. Exactly. So that's good. So that's that's something that, that yeah. and those are things we got to kind of look at, even as business yeah. people. We got to be able to say that that's something that uh, that that they're doing. And we probably can use the same same thing. Our way. Tanya, yeah. Do you have something? But you also have to understand they're thinking outside the box. OK. Yep. You know. Literally, outside the pizza box. Outside the pizza box. <laughs> right. Exactly right. <laughs> well, I like that. Well, you know, I've been thinking about it, and, and if if they're going to use drones, I mean, are we going to start seeing, is this going to be flying pizza boxes? <laughs> are we going to see drones in the, in the, in the, on the <laughs> sidewalk? Is it yeah. drones in the bike lane now? Yeah. Are we going to be yeah. sharing, you know, a, a, yeah. a, a drive lane, our car lane with a drone? Yeah. Like, what, what is this going to look like? All I can imagine is hungry millennials attacking the drones before the pizza gets to the house. <laughs> <laughs> People throwing stuff at the drones or, or, or using drones to take drones down so they can get the pizza. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but think about it. The pizza's traveling through the air. How many birds are smelling that pizza <laughs> and going to fly onto them boxes? No. They already, they already show eagles. Eagles will fight a drone, right? So bigger birds of prey will fight the drone. So that's yeah. an issue within itself. That's a whole nother yeah, issue. They actually package the food that they're delivering, and normally they're larger. Um, they we've had popsicles delivered, but they're packaged. Yeah, they gotta say hot <laughs> or cold. Yeah, yeah, packaging okay. yeah. a box because they're typically right. dropped. You know, that's they get close to the ground, and then the drone releases. Yeah, all right, viewers. I want to do a test. You, if you're watching our show today. The People's Congress, we appreciate it. We appreciate your support. Uh, and the People's Congress wants to do a test to represent you, our people. What we would like you to do is to donate to the cause so we can have pizza delivered to each state <laughs> so that we can see it happen in real time and report on you on freshness, on how fast it comes, and if Domino's is actually as big and awesome as they say. So if you want to support us, let us know. Save your coins. Hint, hint. Steve, I got one more thing to say before we move on. All right, so we're going to move on to another story. I think we pretty much exhausted that. Uh, so let's see. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to our next. What did you say, Jerome? I had one more thing. All right, go ahead. Me and it went back to what Tanya said in the beginning about yeah. Uh, employment. Yeah. Um, and, and what my brain said to me at that time is I'm, I'm a Walmart guy and I'm also a Sam's Club guy. And one of the things that really irritates me is the self-checkout to my auto Yes. It really irritates me. Why? Because first of all, I come in here because I'm, I'm, I'm getting things cheaper and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But now you're putting me to work. <laughs> yes. To yeah. check out and somebody, somebody's losing that job. Okay. Yeah. And now I'm taking over that job voluntarily and you're not paying me. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm already getting mm-hmm. the discount right. because I pay for the card. But now you're gonna put me to work too. Just take a lunch break. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say, just go and take your break. That's okay. Go and take your break. Like, That's what I'm gonna say about Destiny. I'm gonna be quiet. All right, I so let me let point. me just say go ahead, tell it. Okay, so I'm a different type of like millennial. At any given point, I try to distance myself from it, but you know, <laughs> I mean I can't. I'm 27, I can't distance myself from that. But although I do like convenience. I feel that there might be some people who who are probably saying, you know what, Domino's is doing a lot. And it probably does push more attention on smaller businesses, especially now with everything that's going on with the COVID-19 pandemic. It is so important and vital that we support small businesses. Mm-hmm. And with all of the AI talk, it's just getting too, 
to be too much. Like, yeah. again, as I said, I'm a different type of millennial. I think social media can be overrated. Yeah. So if there's like pizzas, you know, flying in the air, I'm like, look, now let me just go to my local pizzeria, especially just moving to New York. Pizza's <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Pizzas and bagels are everywhere. Yeah. So I think it might have an adverse effect. And there might be a lot of people who are like, you know what? This is why I don't get involved with you folks anyway. I'm just going to go to my local pizza shop where I've already built some type of rapport. And they're going to give me that Sicilian because I like it. Just like that. Tell let me tell you something. Just hear your comments. You give us hope. You give us hope that there's a generation coming that's pushing local business back down the ground. That's good. All right. That's great. All right. So, so do we want, do we want to, well, I had that. Thank you, Marquise, for sending that link. I wasn't able to pull up that shoe. It was $6,000. So it is ridiculous. Um, yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to our next story. Let's see. Who has the next story? I'll do the next story. All right, Maxine. Uh, uh, we're going to let Maxine, and then we'll come to Marquise. All right. All right, Maxine. Well, listen, I am talking about learning to code. And oh. it is, and it's going to change your yeah. life. Yeah. You know, coding is one of the things that I talk about when it comes sometimes come to young ladies. I'm talking about talking to them to trying to get them into coding. Mm -hmm. Here's a, I remember the story that I had come across and here's this young lady and the school that she was attending <laughs> had IT classes, but they really did not have the coding classes she needed. And so she what she decided to do was go to a boys school that offered the coding class. Oh, wow. What a smart move that was. What innovation, being creative. Yep. And that's what we need our young people to start thinking about. Yeah. If they're not offering what we need, then what can we do in order to make sure that we get what we get need it. in order to continue to advance in life? That's right. Mm -hmm. And you know, coding is one of the what? Main things <laughs> that's taking place. Yeah. So you don't always need coding. Yep. And order not only get computers, but you're talking about AI. They still yep. have to code it. Yep, that's right. Yep. Even when they create it. Yep. And yeah. so I love yeah. the, the fact that coding is changing lives and it pays well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the middle class, you know, we can help our young people to understand now the importance of understanding how to code, All regardless right. of whether it's male or female. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you can learn coding at any age so you don't have to just start out as a young person. That's right. Bill Gates started out at 12 years old learning how to code. Yeah. He got a job. It's well coding. You're absolutely right. Yep. I love it. What a great topic, guys. You know, I was just thinking about, Maxine, while you were talking about our young folks, how uh, they can even start their little business, man. They could be at home, working from home with mom and dad or whatever, you know, but they could literally have their own business in coding. And students are soaking it up, man, especially the young women and the men. But uh, we want all our children to at least understand because they're on the games, right? They're on the games, they're on the different things. And now we got people like, uh, you know, articles like this, but also uh, people that teach this because they want the children to understand why the game works. Not yeah. only it works, but why it's working and how it works. Exactly. And get them involved now because yeah. you yeah. have, listen, we all have these what natural abilities. We yeah. have these God given talents. Yeah. And we have young people who already have that knack for it, yeah. but they don't have the exposure. Yep, right. so we have to bring awareness to them That's no it. matter what age. Just give them an opportunity. When we see our young people sitting around and before you know it, let's yeah. face it, parents, they're what? Tingling with toys. They're, they're breaking. We call it they're tearing them up. 
But yeah, in all yeah. reality, they are separating them. Right. And taking them apart so they can see how it works. Reverse engineering. Yes, reverse engineering. And then before you know it, they're putting it back together. Yeah. And that's where we need to start paying attention to these learning styles and the things that these kids love yeah. to do at the earliest age possible. Yes. And that brings us to our teenagers as well. Because many of our teenagers have a knack to do this because they're sitting in front of those what, yep. games. Yep. And I always say, listen, if you don't like the way the strategy is about the game that you just, you know, play, yeah. Yeah. think about how you can create coding yep. and make it different. Absolutely. You have an opportunity to change the strategy. And we're now we're teaching them how to strategize yeah. and plan. So yeah. all of that can be a part of coding. You know, we really take that to another level. Yep, good point. Well, you know, Maxine, this goes back to, it started in 2016, um, prior to the last administration, where America started focusing on our youth and mm -hmm. science, technology, engineering, yep. and math. Yep. I mean, in my own state, Virginia, we had a whole lot of pushes for STEM and STEAM, which put in healthcare and all of these other pieces, um, nursing. Um, and they, not only was it STEM, but which typically is focused around boys, but they had a big push to put girls in science, women mm -hmm. in science. Mm -hmm. And so you'll start to see now that they're pulling women out and letting you know in the news that there are women who are doing technology, who are going to Mars, there are women who are doing these things. Yep. Um, think about NASA. You know, <laughs> another, and the women that played an important role during that time. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Another big huge one <clears throat> is that for instance, there is a push to have women pilots now mm -hmm. because they women were not in flights. They, the, that was typically a male dominated role. Yeah. yeah. And not only are you now going to have women who are pilots instead right. of stewardess. Right. But now you get to say, oh, I have a whole minority crew. I have a yes. whole yeah. crew. Yeah. And those crews get attention because they're all women. And they're qualified yeah. to be there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there was a young lady who was just interviewed today on one of the talk shows, and she's 24, female, African-American pilot. Mm -hmm. And she started, she said, I never will forget my mommy would take me to the airport and I will watch the planes take off. Yeah. Yes. The interest that piqued her interest and made her want to go to, to, to the point that now she's an actual pilot at 24. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Great. absolutely. Powerful. So, so yeah. I want to take you guys back because we originally started out by talking about, you know, programming and coding and having kids program and code. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want you to think about we're going to think future focus. Right. So if the kids right now, even the toddlers mm -hmm. can take right. a smartphone, open mm -hmm. it up, find an app and play it. Right. And older people can't even figure out how to use the thing. Right. <laughs> There's a whole generation of kids who are growing up in technology like we grew up swimming, right? right. Like we grew up like playing basketball, you know, yeah. outside, right? Yeah. That generation has now gotten hold of technology in such a way that in the future, if we look 10, 15, 20 years down the road, yeah, when when technology leaps, they're the ones that's gonna leap with it. Right. Exactly. So so I so I think that youth are in a great position yeah, they to are. benefit from the advances that are coming. Absolutely. And and the, and it's our generation. It's mm -hmm. the fifty-year-olds, the thirty-year-olds, the forty-year-olds, who, if we don't pay attention, you're going to get left behind because you yeah. will not know how yeah. to do anything with technology. Yeah. You lose your job. Mm -hmm. Probably yes. won't be able to function in your house because it'll be a smart house, and you'll be a stupid owner, right? 
<laughs> so we got we got to pay attention. Hey, look, we got to be willing to learn. That's for that that you know that agile. They always talk about being a project manager. I know yeah. he knows about this. We always talk about agile, being flexible. Yeah, and that's exactly what it takes, regardless yeah. of whether it's coding. But if we continuously stay flexible and mm-hmm. be a continuous learner, right. always willing to learn, always willing to That's try, and allow our young people to help us to do with that that we don't know how to do when it comes to technology. Absolutely. Right. And then we start working it together. Engage. Bring them on in. All right. So for those of you who are just now tuning in, this is the People's Congress. You are looking at the representatives of middle class America. And this is being brought to you by Mexico. From ATS, the ATS family who is ruling the world in all kind of ways. We're thankful to be with Mexit and have our show on Mexit. We want to give them a lot of love for what they're doing. Uh, great shows are coming out. But this show right here represents you, the middle class. And we're giving our opinions on the news. We're giving you facts. But we're also giving you information that can empower you and can change your life if you pay attention. I do want to give a little plug to ATS and, uh, and all the programs that they have available that will teach you the skills and things that you need to know. Um, literally thousands of courses and classes that you can take. So make sure you check out ATS and you look at the programs. Uh, Jerome, uh, give them a little feel on, on what's what's in, inside the class. What do we have available? Uh, you're on mute. You're on mute. As, as Steven said, um, they've got marketing classes. Uh, they've got um, how, how to get on the internet, social media, mm-hmm. self-improvement, professional improvement. Um, they, they they got writing courses. Uh, they have a speakers bureau that, that's there. They, they, and they've got live classes. So it, just, oh. just, it fits whatever mm-hmm. your uh, work schedule is. Mm-hmm. 24-7, you can take it on vacation. Um, so whatever you need, in reference to your build business, uh, they have a model that they they make um, they help you start a business as well as improve your business. That's right. what they do. It just depends on what your needs are. So yeah. check them out. And Tony T. Smith is the CEO. He's a he's afforded us this platform, so we don't mind giving him a public service announcement. We hope that every now and then we'll we'll let him come on our show speak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is our show. But even though he's one of the top one percenters, he does have a mindset of us, uh, of us uh, middle class, and he looks out for the middle class. So we we will we'll let him on every now and then, but not too often, because you know he make making all that money. But the okay. beauty about him is he helps us out. All right, look, I just want to put it out there. Uh, Jerome is located in Baltimore, Maryland. You might see that block empty on our next show. So if you're <laughs> let us know. Uh, we appreciate all all in all the stress will be looked at. No, Jerome has a really good relationship with Antonio, and, and so he can get away with that kind of stuff. Um, but we are excited that you're watching us and we're thankful that we have this platform to talk to you about what's real and what is relevant. All right, so we're gonna go to Marquise. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Adrian. Before you guys, before you guys go, I want to make sure that you guys know that what Antonio has done is that within the courses that we already do have at the ATS, he has now established a K through 12 schooling for our children. And the main thing that one of the things that they are going to offer are is the coding. He yeah. is, I know, to a fact that he has started. 
training his two children to code at like the ages of like two or like three and five. So now they are actually building the games that they want to play wow. at this age. So, wow. so the world team that you guys are talking about is Mexit oriented ATS is right there. So if you know any children that even because I'm I'm a 19, I was born in 77. I'm proud to say I'm not a millennial. But I actually in 1995, when that Windows system was coming out, I had an opportunity to either graduate from high school or go and take some computer classes. Now, if my mom or if I had known that the computer was going to do as well as it has been doing, mm. I would have turned around and I would have took some classes myself. Oh, yeah. But like you said, Steve, because of the way that the world is going, if we do not turn around and catch right. something or like Ms. Maxine said, ask the question, get connected and find out, right. you will be left behind. That's right. And it will be a voluntary left behind because you had all ample times no to learn something. That's right. And no time anymore. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the way I like to say it is um, you're never too young to start. You're never too old to begin again. That's right. No matter where you are, just keep moving forward and keep keeping your mind open because information, they say knowledge is power, but the application of knowledge is powerful. And that's what we're trying to do. We want to empower you to create positive change in your life, in your family, and in your legacy. That's what it's all about, generational wealth here. So, all right. So we're going to go to Marquise in our Indianapolis office. Go ahead, my brother. What do you got for us? The thing that struck my attention was the article in reference to what will self-driving trucks mean for truck drivers. And this kind of is a segue from the uh, from the pizza article. And uh, we're going to pretty much the technology is pretty much more of the same. However, you are looking at an 80,000 pound plus vehicle traveling at highway <laughs> speeds up and down hills and everything. So and, and people don't realize that. Um, this is going to be very interesting. I, I've seen tests. I've personally seen tests done already. But you, um, you, you were a truck driver, right? You, you yes. Yes. That's okay. that's why when I saw the article, I was like, "Ooh, I got to get that one." But um, but really, but really though, I mean, the industry is is amazing. Um, I read part of the article, and part of the article said something about one of the strains of the in industry is the driver shortage. There is no, it, okay, this is Marquise's opinion. There is no driver shortage. Okay. The problem is you have crappy companies. That's the problem. If you really want to know what the problem is, you have people out here driving 80,000 pound trucks gone for weeks, months at a time away from their families. And they're really literally getting paid cents on the dollar. Mm. And so, and so, whichever job you choose to go to. I mean, this is middle class. This is what it is. This is the epitome of middle class right here. Mm -hmm. But whichever job you choose, it all depends on how you're treated, you know, whether you're going to stay or not. The trucking industry, the truck drivers are, if I'm not mistaken, they they say, they put us in the category of, of um, what's the word? Um, Gosh, I can't think of it. Whereas that you're you're not trainable or you, or you haven't trained. Like there's like this is not a skill set. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, everybody can't do that job. 
You mean the unskilled workers portion? Yes. Yeah, y'all have to be very skilled. Yes. Yes, but but they treat truck drivers like they are unskilled labor. And again, you're talking about an 80,000 pound truck going down a hill at highway speeds. Most people don't know what to do with that. Yeah. So yeah. it ta- it takes a skill set, um, but with the advent of of the AI, they're taking that skill set away and leaving it into the AI's hands. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I don't like it um, because again, look at all of the jobs that you're going to lose. Yeah. And and I've been in some warehouses that were darn near fully automated. Right. And and it it is amazing when you go into the warehouses and you see a handful of people. Yep. And you see all these machines going back and forth. They're loading trailers and everything. Yep. And just a handful of people. You see it in, in, in we just talked about the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, comp- you can't even go into McDonald's now and talk to a cashier because they don't have any. Yeah. You know, so, so they're taking, mm-hmm. a, it, AI is taking away the yeah. jobs. And if, and if, just to piggyback on the last conversation that we had, if you are not up with the times, you're going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, I personally would encourage everybody to take a class, take a yeah. school. All right, so let's talk about that for a second because one thing yeah. we want to do is not just talk about yeah. the issue. We want to flush it out. We want to discover maybe yeah. some solutions, right? So as you were saying right. that, I was thinking, okay, if progress is moving forward, if technology mm-hmm. is moving forward, and if they're forcing that into the population, mm-hmm. how can the middle class change that from happening? And the thought hit me that all the companies who are moving to automation, if the middle class says, we're not going to support you with our dollars, mm-hmm. we're going to do what Telly did. We're going to go to where there's people mm-hmm. who are employed and we're only going to support your competitor. I think that's when it shifts back to where it's supposed to be. You know what? It, if, if I may, that's not going to work with transportation. No. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, not transportation and talking about retail and all that. Yeah, re- right. yeah but in but transportation is a, it's a beast in all of itself. I mean, mm-hmm. it... Truckers cannot go on strike. It is illegal for truck drivers to go on strike because we, well, you know what's not illegal for truck drivers to start their own company and to pull together across the country into a network and get that business direct. Now you're talking. That is yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> that was called Mexit right there. That was a Mexit. That was this Mexit, Mexit moment I is brought to you by. Here. There you go. Yeah, that that was a whole Mexican moment. Take over yeah. the whole entire trucking industry. Mm-hmm. Just tell Take over the world. Hey, if you want to disrupt it, if you get Antonio involved, Antonio make that happen. Well, okay. I'm trying to tell you, that's what this is. We're about to take it over. Come I just on. got one question for Marquise. You are you you drove in the truck. I lost somebody. I lost somebody very dear to me to a tractor trailer mm. driver that fell asleep. Mm. Is this the reason why this AI is there? Like, are they are they trying to? What's no. the point? To save money, they don't have yeah, to pay health insurance, true. and yeah. they don't have to pay them oh, anything. Yeah. Actually, it's AI. It's no, exactly right. Drivers have restrictions on the number of hours they can drive, and right. so they want their things delivered faster, quicker, which forces drivers to break rules and take a chance on whether they're going to get stopped by the cops or not. So tell me if I'm wrong, Mark. No. But this is what happens. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Makes you, yeah. I, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah, that's one of the, uh, you know, Marquise, I was just thinking as you was talking there, one of the areas they're going to have to address is 
maybe certain routes that be done a certain, you know, by AI, if you will. And then the other routes will be handled by human uh, drivers. But that has to be all figured out, man. Well, that's a slippery slope. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. well, there there are companies out here. I, I'm familiar with the company right now um, that I'm affiliated with that w- it would literally bypass over the road trucking altogether. Yeah. yeah they because could. because they use uh, uh, they call it I believe they call it string string technology. So it's so it's basically like uh, mm-hmm. you see these I can't you see these cars at 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 some of these uh, theme parks that are transparent transferring people from one side to the other in this in the air and they have they they have they have that technology coming out now uh and if you look at belarus um they have that technology there and i think dubai is getting that technology there yeah and and it will eliminate a lot of jobs and you won't necessarily have to have this particular ai with long-haul trucks if you have this uh, other technology right. take that exactly. over. You yeah, still, however, yeah. have a need for local drivers, yeah. Yeah. but not necessarily over the road. They're already putting things on rail yeah. and yeah. thus eliminating that over the road yeah. uh, situation. Yeah. All right, so let me tell you what happened today. My That's wife, good. my beautiful bride of 30 years, Jill, I called her on the way to the studio today, talking to her, and I talked to her for probably about 20 minutes. She was sitting at a train's uh, crossroads while the train cars kept going and kept going and kept going. Cars were turning around and turning around. It went for like 20 minutes. Wow. How many cars that engine was pulling behind it, but you're right. They have transferred over now using the, the rail system too as a means of getting this, uh, getting supplies from city to city and from manufacturer to store. So, um, right. but I want to move on to, uh, to Hopewell. We're going to go to Hopewell to Sadia in Hopewell in our Hopewell office. And uh, let you go oh, ahead and jump into your story. Well, I am offering hope for the middle class. Okay. All right. So All right. <laughs> unemployment during the pandemic reached record highs. Um, right now, it's fallen to about 6%. Right. This time last year, right before the pandemic, it was at 3.5%. So when you look at this, how many jobs shy are we? About 9 million. Okay. Mm. So... Think about all the people that we know who are still unemployed. Mm-hmm. Where are these jobs? Right. Where are these jobs? Mm-hmm. People are underemployed, which is a thing. Yeah. You have a skill set, a degree, experience. You can't do that. You're driving Uber. Right. So they're counting those contractors. They're looking at that gig market mm-hmm. and saying, okay, we still have people working. Right. People are working. Well, no, they're underemployed because the jobs they had aren't available yet. You know, and people who were, I know people who were laid off, they weren't called back. Their companies hired other people at a lower rate. Right. Okay. So that is what's happening. And, you know, even even though right now we had a good um, outlook, we came in about 50,000 jobs higher than they expected um, compared to, what was the economist said would happen for this quarter? Mm-hmm. This is great. First time claims, you know, um, are up. However, we still know in our own communities, people aren't working. People are at home still. People are collecting unemployment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's that's one area of yeah. hope that, you know, they feel they see a healing in mm-hmm. our economy. 
-hmm. You know, they're wanting us to get vaccinated enough so that they can open back up and people can start working. You know, not that it will ever go back to what it was. Um, the, our world has forever changed. But when it comes to unemployment, um, you know, these federal dollars are drying up. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. People go back to their regular unemployment, which was not a livable unemployment amount. Yeah. Okay. So now you have people who have been receiving the federal aid helping them. And hopefully right. people have spent it on paying down bills and this, you know, that's paying for their living and things of that nature. But this unemployment is going to be a real big issue. Yes. Right. So, so um, Tanya, did you have something? On the, Go ahead. on the unemployment, um, yeah, it's just like Shadia was saying, like, it is going to be an issue because, you know, people are getting so used to that unemployment, especially that extra amount that they're given right now. Right. And I mean, if they decide to like not to renew that and people have been expecting that, you know, they've been living off of that. So mm -hmm. they're not really doing their budget according to if they didn't have that they're doing a budget that i got that so once they lose that they're going to be back in that behind being behind again and not being able to be ahead and i guess that's a part of trying to get out what they should be doing right now is you know trying to get out of that you know middle class and work using that money to you know start businesses and stuff to get them out of where they're at mm -hmm. um so hopefully you know some people are taking doing what they need to do to get yep. them in a better place but you yep. know it depends on the mindset of the of the people and you know where they're at so mm -hmm. um that's a great point because yeah. one mm -hmm. another point to make is that states are now changing it to try to force people to make this change that tanya's talking about mm -hmm. they're now going back to requiring that you have that you look for a job mm -hmm. every week. You have to go back to the two job minimum. Mm -hmm. um, at least that's how it is in our state. Other states have different requirements. But before they waived that, it was waived for the past year. Now they're putting it back because they know that, you know, we only we're only approved for another month or you know, through yeah. for unemployment for federal. So they're trying to get people to now say, okay. You have to start doing this for real. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Get back out there. Yeah. You know, start interviewing, yeah. start finding jobs because real life is about to happen real quick. Absolutely. You know, one thing I wanted to mention real quickly, guys, because I I went this about maybe three to five years ago. You, I literally had to first of all update my resume. That's first thing. Second of all, ladies and gentlemen, I had to hit that uh, the social media for jobs and opportunities I want to get into every day. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about daily. Yeah. That was your job. Couldn't even miss until you got what you wanted. You had to put every day something in on LinkedIn. You know, all those. I had like 36 different sites, guys, I was on. But you had to keep pushing it every day to get it. So part of the challenge is going to be for that mindset to be changed. Said, hey, I don't want to stay here. I'm anticipating this. So we want to encourage everybody. You got to hit it running because it's so tight now. It's going to be tight if you keep wasting time. And I couldn't afford to do that. So we yeah. got to encourage everybody to to work it. You got to work it daily, folks. You got to work it. Yeah, work it. 
Good and point. also, and also with the with the monies that they received, you know, we talked about awareness. We talked about staying up to date and staying relevant. Yeah. And that means investing in yourself. That's right. You know, so yes, you might have to have a business coach. You might have to have a a, a person who does resumes, yep. someone who can help you interview, because you're going to be competing against thousands for jobs. Yep. No, not not even right. only one or two hundred, but you're talking about several hundred yep. more yep. for the same job, and you're competing against the job that you left yeah right you know but how can you do things differently and i agree with what you say you have to have that change in mindset yeah. and many times you might have to have someone to partner with you to help you prepare so that you can interview you can tell your story you can tell of your achievements and the values that you bring so as middle class you've had all these years of training an uh, education experience mm -hmm. but you have to know how to put it on that resume in order for that employer to read it and understand what you're going to do differently when you walk into oh, yeah. the organization but there yeah. are free services available in every state there are career transition centers yep. Yep. in every state where First people state. are sitting twiddling their thumbs right now all right let's start right there let's start right there we're going to say that slowly because we're speaking to the middle class so they may have not caught that what you There's just said they're, they're, they're called, called career, career transition centers. Okay. Right. And that's in every so, state. Every state has. Okay. It. Okay. And these centers mm -hmm. is where you can go. They will do your resume. They will show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. They even bring people in to teach. I know this because I've done that. I've taught yeah. a resume yeah. class myself there. They will, they allow, they show you how to use their computers. You can come in, mm -hmm. use their computers to look for jobs. Yep. If you if they get in contract contact with their unemployment office, mm -hmm. they will point them to where these career transition centers are. All right, I got a question for you. All right, so we all in the middle class, and um, we all pay taxes, right? Mm -hmm. So you mean to tell me that my tax dollars has paid for a place that can help me when I'm unemployed get <laughs> ready to get a job for free? They will help. Yes. Yes. They are literally sitting there waiting for me to come in. Yep. Yes. Now look, now look, the reason why I'm saying it like this. They'll even help you practice for the interview. Okay. Must so practice. The reason why I'm saying this is because this is the type of information that the middle class needs to hear. Yeah. Resource. Okay. Resource. What you don't know, you don't know. And what you don't know right. can hurt you. Mm -hmm. In yeah. your city, it's called a career transition location. Center. center career yes. transition center google that and, and bang down the door and let people know that place where it's at post no more memes no more coins no more don't post none of that on facebook yes post yeah, this would... kind of information yeah and give Thank us the credit the people's congress because we are representing you and empowering you and your family make sure you give us credit for that little that little mixed moment for the people all right yes. good job yeah. and see Stephen. the other thing is you know, the middle class have to understand is that when you're unemployed your job is to find a job that's those are your 40 hours and if you put those 40 hours into diligently yep. looking yep. for it and yep. look for something that you know that you have the abilities to do you already have the education you already have the experience look for those companies and don't just look for the title of a job look for the responsibilities of that particular right. position so Absolutely. it matches with what you're already gifted at doing I read when you're talking about looking for a job and applying for jobs. I was shocked at this. This goes back to men and women differences that we were talking about early in education. 
men will apply for a job that they're not they think they're not qualified for because they have no fear right but women will read the same application be equally as qualified Mm-hmm. And because they don't match up with one little thing, one little thing, say, I'm not even going to try mm-hmm. for it. All right. So we have to find courage mm-hmm. and encourage the women in our lives, the young girls in our lives that step out on mm-hmm. faith, step out mm-hmm. in power, mm-hmm. whatever that is, to be equals. Because yep. that job can be yours. Yes. Yep. And you don't know that unless you go and yep. try to get it. Okay. Not only can that job be yours. But I, I want to encourage our viewers to apply for jobs that they don't even qualify for. Yes, right. I was going to say, do Absolutely. not yeah. I have gotten jobs me. like that. That's yes. right. No yes. degree, no yes. attitude. Yes. I came in with the right attitude, the right, the attitude. The right answers. That's and it. you know what? I like this guy. We're giving that's him the job. That's it. That's it. And that's even when they say degree that's required. That's it. Even when they say degree required. Walk in and say, when do I start? And you know, one of the things things that I always say, do not self, you know, do not self, we call it self correct. Don't (laughs) self eliminate yourself. Allow them to do the elimination. Exactly. You know, the last thing I like to offer is you must understand that a human eye is not going to look at every single one of those resumes. Right. It is called the applicant tracking system. So you must create your resume so that applicant tracking system can identify you as the candidate of choice and your yeah. resume can be looked words. All right, all right, let's, let's stop right there. Because again, this is that that's that nugget. You want to flesh that out because the reality is the way the resume is written has to match up to the job description. Yes. The words in the job description have to yes. be on the resume so it's a yes. perfect match. Yeah, the says, the cover a match, and they're gonna put you in a whole new pile of let's mm-hmm. further look at this. But yeah. if it doesn't match, if you're off, you get thrown yeah. out instantly. Uh, so see see you later. Yes, it'll be see you later, and a human eye would not have an opportunity to All look right. at it. Let's go to Adrian in Philadelphia. She's been waiting patiently on the line, people. Let's hear from Adrian, our representative in Philadelphia. The blessing, the blessing of the ATS, the blessing of being affiliated with the ATS, and the blessing of knowing and watching and being a part of the Mexit knows that <clears throat> what you want to do is you make your own job. You there become your job. Come this on. is how we say that you don't have to fill out a resume because you lived your resume. So <laughs> when you then say that that job is not going to hire you, you now have to go inside of who you are to find out what it is that you have that you can say, I want to market this for me. You can take the worst situation in your life and make it the best situation and then go get not a nine to five. You get paid for just showing up. You get more money from a nine to, from one showing to tell your story about how you made it through something just so that you can be the example for somebody else that's coming up. Because of the fact that you guys are middle class and we're in it, we're getting out of this. So what we really are not trying to do is find that next job. We're trying to become that next job. Adrian, right. you know what? Let me tell you something. I'm glad you said that. I'm going to take that baton and I'm going to run with it for a second. <laughs> I got laid off April of last year. And I decided I wasn't going to go get a job. I was going to make my own job. And I started my own company, marketing company. 
And uh, and I said, you know, I was making millions for other companies mm -hmm. using the gifts that God has given me. Now I'm gonna use my gifts for the same clients and make the money for myself. Yes. Look what happened. A year ago, a year ago, I started that journey of I don't know what to do next, but I'm gonna keep moving forward. And I failed forward. I learned as I went. And as I went, I met more people who right. were doing the same thing and they encouraged me to keep on moving. Right. Look what happens. Look what happens. A year later, we're in April. Mm -hmm. A year later, mm -hmm. I'm on the number one show for the middle class, people in Congress, representing people all over America, but you find people, the delegates. I do appreciate your support out here, educating the people. We want to jump into another subject. Let's go to uh, Vicky. Vicky, what is what is the uh, what is the news uh, article you got you want to bring up? Oh, yeah, I think you're on. Are you on mute? Yep. Let's okay, see. we'll transition. All right. All right. There we go. We got you. Is she talking? No. Oh wow, the the audio went out on your on yours. Uh, I tell you what, we're gonna take you. Uh, we're gonna take you out and bring you back in. And uh, let's go to Telly. Telly, you go ahead and let's let's jump into yours. Sure. So uh, the subject I wanted to talk about was. 52% uh, of older millennials say that their student loan debt was not worth it. Mm. Now, Ooh. I'm not an older Ooh. millennial. The age bracket <laughs> they suggested in the article, it was um, the age bracket was 33 to 40. Now I'm 27. But um, as a person who has uh, an increasing amount of student loans, I feel the same way. Um, I find that in school, especially um, in middle and high school, there was such an emphasis on making sure you have a college degree mm -hmm. and specifically a bachelor's. Mm -hmm. But so I got the bachelor's. I, I did it. I crossed the finish line. Mm -hmm. By the time I graduate, now you're saying you're master's. Mm -hmm. So things, the, the standards are changing, which is nothing wrong with that. If it is hard, it challenging to find a position with a bachelor's degree because now the standard has changed, right. it makes you wonder if it was really worth it to take out, right. you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand uh, dollars in student loans, with especially with the student loan uh, debt yeah. at, I believe, one point five or one point seven trillion dollars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it just it. It makes you wonder, and I think that this may be a, a little off topic, but it's relevant when it comes to um, college preparedness and even just life mm -hmm. preparedness in our high schools. I believe that there should be um, mandatory classes that really prepare you for mm -hmm. college right. and mm -hmm. and life. So even if you want to do uh, pursue a vocation or a trade. I personally, when I do have children, I think I will be more so pushing trade school Thank than you. I would as yeah. a college degree. Yeah. Because it's changing. I, I just. That's it. Or if they just want to take the money and start a business, I think that there should be options because mm -hmm. a lot of times parents, I think, are focusing on we're going to save money for a college fund. But what if your child decides to, you know, start a business or go to trade or vocational, which is All still right. some type of education? Mm -hmm. But I just, I, um, I don't feel personally, and especially with the um, pandemic, it has been difficult to transition into another position. I mm -hmm. just relocated to New York. So things have been different. There are a lot of virtual jobs now, um, but things have been a little harder. And I'm really trying to 
capitalize on the fact that I have a degree and I do have knowledge, skills, and abilities. Mm-hmm. But I really just felt like once I had this degree, um, that it would be more of a leverage point. But because the standards have changed, yeah. it seems like there will always be something that, you know, there'll always be a new standard, which is great. Right. In a way. Yeah. But this just goes back to the theme of having your own business, having your own income, mm-hmm. because the standards continue to change. Yeah. I and I think that the college students just come out of college, the one thing that we're seeing is a lot of those students were given a false dream and a false narrative Absolutely. in terms of do this. Unless you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, there's certain degrees yes. you don't have. You absolutely yeah. don't have to have. But absolutely. the majority of those students who have now come out and they have this load of debt on their backs yes. and they're trying to survive and they find themselves, I uh, have to get jobs at uh, places like fast food restaurants and places like that. They don't even pay their bills. Yes. They're now struggling on top of struggling. So it's choking again, that middle class again yeah. to yeah. a point where they're going to have to make a decision. And I think just like Saudi, just like myself, they're going to have to, like most of you, step out and start a company while you're doing that and figure out how to make money based on the skills you learn, based on the information you have so you can empower yourself to make money for your family and, and, and maybe pay off that debt in time. I'm sorry, Saudi, you were saying something? Oh, yes. So, Telly, tell us from your point of view and you and your friends, um, your generation, I know it's a big question. Um, you all and everyone else, I think they give you six months of grace before you have to stay, pay your student loans back. Right. How have you been able to, you know, um, navigate that? Do you, do you find that your friends are paying it or are they trying to defer them because they can't afford it? It's been a heavy mix and I do have, you know, some friends that are older. Um, so maybe the older millennials that was um, notated in the article. And then I have some friends that are my age. Um, and there are some, well, the, the main pulse that I'm getting is um, they're paying it, but they need to go on some type of assistance, some type of maybe uh, some plan with the company or companies, if you have like federal and private loans. Mm-hmm. Um, to really be able to navigate that because so many of them are on their own. Some of them now have families. Yeah. So having to na- navigate this accumulating debt from a home, cars, and student loan, it's been very difficult. And I actually do have a friend who is a doctor um, of pharmacology, and even she had to refinance her loans because they were so expensive. Mm-hmm. And it just, well, for her, she is a doctor. So there's... Um, you know, she's definitely seeing a return in her salary. But for those of us who have back, no, no. she don't it, have to pay her bills back. She don't have to pay her bills. Tell her, go and get as much schooling as she wants to, because they can call her till she blew in the face. And as long as she's a doctor and she has her own practice, she can just tell them to leave a message. But she would have like pursued pharmacology, but she actually went on to be a professor, um, actually at um, Mm -hmm. one of the colleges in Virginia. But now she's working more so on the educational side um, Mm -hmm. in like an office to help develop K through 12 programs. So if she would have maybe had a practice um, or maybe working in the lab, things probably could have been a little different. But working an office job now remote since everything is remote. Um, things are a little different. And going back to what I was saying about preparedness, even if in these classes they offered maybe, you know, just speaking about loans, like federal, you know, loans that subsidize, unsubsidized, just break it down so you know what you're getting into. Because for a lot of 
children, you know, they're maybe the first ones in their homes to, to go to college. I know I was the first one to graduate from a four-year uh, school. I did have a sister who graduated from trade, um, a brother who graduated later on from a trade as well. So I was the only one that graduated from a four-year school, so I didn't have an example. Um, so there, I think there should be a lot more training, um, yeah. and it shouldn't necessarily just be an elective. Like I took right. financial literacy in, in school, but it was an elective. That should right. be required. Yeah. You, need to right, know, right. you should know how to manage your money, you know what a budget is, because a lot of children I know in high school, they so many people were talking about, oh yeah, I'm ready to be emancipated, I'm ready to get out of my mom's house. I wasn't like that. I'm like, me and my mom were cool. I'm still- <laughs> <laughs> Well, for those who are ready to just get on the emancipation train, they need to know. There are just certain things they need to know. Save, just really how to navigate. Those things should be required, not an elective. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Good point. point. All right, so we're going to jump. You just put a lot in that because that is well said. Because at the end of the day, if we had a chance to do it all over again, a lot of us probably would do it differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I can, you know, because I can honestly contest to the fact that my the biggest thing that I know about the student loan mm-hmm. is that I had a job and I worked for the Department of Education and we collected on those defaulted student loans. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is how I know how mm-hmm. it is affecting so mm-hmm. many people. Mm-hmm. And now, and that's from back then. Mm-hmm. So I could only imagine what yeah. it looked like today. Yeah. I remember in what I was a school teacher in 2007, 2008, and it was like literally we were telling the kids like, if you're going to college, you need like we're I'm from Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. All my kids went to IUP. Like everybody, we made sure that if you wanted to go to school, it. That we changed the whole thing. It was like, okay, well, you need to stay in state because whatever you're going to learn, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You're going to learn it here versus going somewhere else and having to pay extra $60,000 just because you went out of state right. to get yeah. this information. Yeah. And then it was like, so just to even hear where we are right now and how you're dealing with it mm-hmm. in this moment, it's like, mm-hmm. God, you asked the, you asked the yeah. best question. How do they take care of it? Because really, the trick was you wasn't. Right. You wasn't. You were supposed right. to come out. Yeah. You were supposed to come out. You were supposed to get your six months of your forbearance and then say, okay, and then turn around and say, oh, I need this. I'm in school. I need another forbearance. And then you go another, you know, and then you do your whole thing. So I don't ever believe that there was a moment where we really were supposed to pay back. Mm-hmm the student loan, because it's like, well, dang, that meant that we were supposed to get jobs so that we could pay them. Yeah, right. Adrian, like, student loans? The system is broke. Yeah. Big time broke. I was going to say, one of the things that we can help the middle class to understand is that before our students even go to college, there is such a thing as an ability assessment. And let's have an opportunity to have these students 
evaluate it so that we know what their natural gifts are. So if they choose to go into a non-traditional school, yeah. whether it's a trade school, we know what they're already gifted at doing, engineering, whatever it's going to be. Right. Or if they go on to college, what would the degree plan look like so that when they acquire the degree, it is in an area in which they are happy at what they're yeah. going to be doing and yeah. not just to say, quote, quote, I have a degree and mm -hmm. then come out and you cannot even get a job with that yeah. degree. I don't know if I agree with assessments. Um, I think I told my brother that when I was evaluated in an assessment in 11th grade, I think I was supposed to be a farm worker. Now, was that a, a career assessment or an ability assessment? They were, whatever they did back then in school. That was a, that was a steer the people. black children into farming. Assessment. Exactly. My white friends got to be working in an office. They got right. to be accountants. That's a whole different area, isn't it? I was yes. smarter than all of them, and yeah. I'm going to be a farm worker. My feelings yeah. were hurt. Right. Yeah, right. So I don't necessarily agree with the assessments because people, you can make them look any kind of way you want. Yeah. Now, never, so, now, now, remember what I said. I said an ability assessment, not a career assessment not a self-assessment, but an assessment that's going to really allow you to maneuver your yes. your mind, your hands, your manipulation, your brain, you know, and it's timed and you cannot guess at what is going, what you need to say in order for it to print out what they want you to do. Mm -hmm. I just have the type of assessment I'm talking about rather than just a Q and A. Yes. Am I more like this, less like this? So what I'm saying is that parents have options now. And as middle class, let's look at the options that are out here available for our students so we can get them in the right mm -hmm. career mm -hmm. or profession or even the business that they're going to go into. It still yeah. needs to align with what they're already gifted at doing. Yeah. Well, college is where they find that. I you find that. They may have grown up and said, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. They get in there and go, I don't even like science. Exactly. Okay? That's so, but college is where you get to learn and experiment that with, with that. If student loans come with it, yeah. but real life application, college teaches you that. I have a comment. You may not want to do oh, what you ahead, thought Jerome. you were going to do. You want to go to Jerome in Maryland? Go ahead. The entire system from the uh, undergrad, I mean, from law education, all the way up to college is broken. Yeah. yeah. I come from a household. That my mother had, went to the ninth grade, my father went to the sixth grade. They both pushed education. Mm -hmm. like, you're going to do well in school, or we got something for you. Mm -hmm. So I did well in school because I prefer to get good grades than get my butt whooped. Right. <laughs> of how important that was down the road. Mm -hmm. And when I got to the 11th grade, okay, A and B students always did well. I'm talking to my counselor. I'm getting ready to get my classes for the next year. And the counselors, I've had this counselor since the ninth grade, ninth, 10th, here's the 11th. And we're doing my class for the next year. And I say to him, what classes do I need to take for, the, for my last year to graduate? And he says, oh, you got to take he says, you got to take an English and you got to do this and you got you to do that. And, mm -hmm. we were talking and, I, and I said to him, I said, I, I, you know, I got to take an, an English. I said, but but I could have took an English when I was in the 11th grade. He said, yeah, yeah, but you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. I, said, I said, but wait a minute, I got to take an, an, an English? He said, oh, no, no, no. You, he says, you're good. 
you don't have to. You don't have to. And, but I said to him, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, you mean to tell me that I could have took English in the 11th grade and wouldn't have had to go to the 12th grade? He said, well, you, 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 you did I said, excuse me? I said, you've been my counselor since the ninth grade, and I could have took two Englishes in the 11th grade and didn't have to take, well, you still, you still can graduate until the, to the, to the, that kind. I said, but I could have got a job for the, for the 12th grade and wouldn't have to go to school, could have been making money. Mm. And I'm, and I'm infuriated with this guy because he just didn't care. Yeah, no, so, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm in tears. Yeah. Because I can't believe this guy was getting paid yeah. Yeah. for the future. Mm -hmm. and he, he got the ball. This counselor got me a work study job. Mm -hmm. and school for the next year for half a day. And I worked full time at the Coast Guard in Baltimore. Went to Morgan for a year. Okay. Nope. Nobody's still talking like they did. Mm -hmm. Morgan, it fell flat on my face. You know why? I was a good student and nobody pushed me, right. and I didn't push me. So right. when I got to college, where nobody pushes you, I didn't have the skill set. Right. Do research. Go yeah. to the library. And, yeah. I, and I go that first year, I had a question, I failed it twice. And she said to me, I'm not going to teach you, but you should learn to high school. Wow. And wow. I went, wow. I went yeah. to the military. Powerful. Ah, and I got my student loan and I got my grant, but I went to the military because I said, if I go another year, which they going to pay, I was wasting my time and the government's money. I went to the military when I was right. to 21 years. I went back to college. Army paid for everything, and I graduated from Lottie because I enjoyed learning, but the system was broke all the way back when I was in. And yep. to high school because nobody sat me down and did an assessment or told me what was significant of the education or what I needed to do. But I knew it was important because society said if you got a degree, that gives you a leg up. That gives you an advantage over somebody who doesn't. But I didn't understand all of that. And but 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 like Adrian said, I'm glad I got the mindset now that I that I don't mm -hmm. want to mm -hmm. go back to the and I remember when I left my right. job and applied for a job here in Baltimore. You talking about applying, uh, seeing for a job that you didn't qualify for? I worked for this engineering firm for 18 years. And when I interviewed for the job, I told the guy, I said, I said, you sure you want to hire me? I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about no, I don't know anything about a specialist. He said, Jerome, we can teach you that, but everybody can't teach class. Right. I said, do that. I did that in the military. Yeah. When I walked out of that office for that job, he said, I don't have a job for you right now, Joe, but I can hook you up with one of my other uh, friends I know, because your resume is very good. Mm -hmm. I said, no, I'm going to work here. And I said, can I get some of your books? And mm -hmm. both like He said, well, we need to talk about salary. I said, no, we don't. He said, I said no, we don't. He said, but if, if, if later on when I got a position and I send you a uh, uh, he said, if, if the money ain't right, you're not going to pick that. He said, I said, wait a minute. Didn't you tell me that if I expect like to move up in this company, that I need to start an entry level? And he said, yeah. I said, if I start an entry level, then you should pay me an entry level. But if I prove to you that I'm not a fly by night, then you need to adequately compensate me. 
And the dude looked at me like, yeah, that just proves the point, Jerome. That just proves what Telly yeah. was saying, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think Vicky is back if she wanted to. No, no, wait a second before we go on. I just wanted to make sure, because you said a lot. Yeah, a lot. Right? And I wanted to stop you 35 minutes ago when you started. Um, and I'm but but you, you were saying so much, and it's so real. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. there's nuggets in there. But I want to. I just want to make sure that our viewers understand something. The system is broken. Yeah. The system is broken because the people who built it are going to fix it. Right. And you can't expect the system that is broken right. to help you with a solution to fix it. That's nope. right. It, it doesn't work. That's like that's like a doctor giving you medicine that heals you. Right. He loses a patient. Right. You're never coming back. Right. So so you have to look at the situation for what it is, and you yeah. have to be educated yeah. enough yeah. to know that there's another solution that may be harder. Mm -hmm. But it is worth it if you take the time to do it. I know I've actually worked with Maxine, and, she, and I've seen her countless. She's helped hundreds of people discover who they are and their skills, mm -hmm. and, and, it, and it's something that can put them on the right track. I, I myself, yeah. I'm a purpose-empowered coach, so I help people yeah. discover purpose and to get in alignment so they don't waste time, talent, or resources. All right. right. So I right. Vicky's back. Vicky, unmute yourself. All right. Hopefully, Wait, Vicky's mic is working. That's, is it working? One thing. No, this no. is still not working. All right, Vicky, this, is what I want you to do. Vicky, this is what I want you to do. Don't worry about it. This is what I want you to do. I want you to log out and log back in. All right, that's what we're gonna do. And I'm going to put you in the back, and then we'll 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 let uh, we'll let Adrian go ahead and start talking. So here we go. Go ahead, you log out. All right. All right. So go ahead, Adrian. This, this one was really for Telly because you you brought up a, you brought up something which is really big. I just was looking through an article, right? What about the garnishment? Now it's bad enough that you owe it. They are saying now that they are going to garnish the people's stimulus check. Mm -hmm. The saw check that. that's supposed to help them. Mm -hmm. They now can't get that check because they owe on the right. student. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Set up, set up. It's a setup. Yeah. All it's right. So we got we got Vicky. Steve said something about, well, you know, they, they they are the ones that are breaking the system and it's broken. And that's what I said. Well, wait a minute, hold up, Steve, because these are the people that talk about they helping you give the money up, but right. then if you, not you, not you, because no, you. No, 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 but you're right. Those are the people you got to watch out for. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, let me help you. I need your social security number. I need your house key. And I need you to just leave for a little bit. Where's your telephone? And I need your credit card before you leave. I'm yep. gonna help you. Yeah. Yep. Right. So that's the sign stuff you gotta checks. you gotta be careful. Sign those blank checks. Just sign the checks and leave <laughs> them on the table. That's yeah. what you yeah. do. Just yeah. sign them first and just leave them on the table. All right. Now look, I'm gonna say this. Vicky, do not get upset. We're gonna test your mic out. I do not want you to snap on these people. <laughs> All right, so go ahead, Vicky. Are you back? Can everybody hear me okay now? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> All right. I if my mic worked for the hour, you know, we were planning this. Come on now, you can't stop the people's Congress. We know what to do. All right, Vicky. <laughs> Hurry up, Vicky. Hurry Do your up. thing. All right. So, so the, the I I know that we moved on to um to to the, the stimulus check. 
Um, the last thing I wanted to say, um, you know, about millennials being a millennial myself is, is that, you know, there was a poll CNBC did and actually 68% of, of older millennials are still paying their student debt a decade or so later. And so like 10 years later, um, and, you know, I myself, I'm, I'm turning 30 this year, so I'm not quite at the older millennial group yet. Um, re, you know, bringing up the, the younger of the older, the older of the younger, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous and, and incredible. And I, you know, similar to what Telly was saying, a lot of my peers, a lot of my friends are, you know, really contemplating whether or not that $40,000 to be at an in-state school for four years, um, you know, we started in 2008. I, you know, I started, I started school right, right at the hit of, of the, of the recession. And so, you know, that just really kind of set a precedent for, Hey, welcome to adulthood. This is, <laughs> there is not going to be, there's not going to be, you know, all that, all that help or, or all those jobs. Um, but you're still going to have to figure out a way to pay for those loans. But, you know, thinking about what Adrian was saying, you know, not only am I surprised at, at them, you know, coming to take the, the stimulus check, but even thinking about, you know, how we're in tax season and, you know, if you didn't select, you know, if you're, you know, on unemployment and, you know, you didn't select, hey, take out these taxes, you know, as you're giving me this employment, you know, this this tax season is also not a not a friendly tax season for folks. Mm -hmm. Good point. That's so yeah, true. true. Yeah. That's so true, especially if they did not know to take that tax out, because yeah. those yeah. are the things that they will not be up forthcoming about. Yeah. They will let you find that out after the fact yeah. when you owe, and mm -hmm. then they'll tell you for the next time, mm -hmm. you make sure that you let us know, because we could take that out if you just yeah. let us know. Well, it just so happens that we have a representative on the People's Congress that's a CPA, so we're going to go to Sadia Douglas in Hopewell, Virginia. Oh, well, thank you, because I really wanted to talk about this subject. Yeah. Um, so there are two things. One, yes, I have plenty of clients. I know plenty of people whose taxes weren't taken out. The government realized that people did not take taxes out because they needed all their money. And so now the first 10200 of your unemployment is tax-free. And if you had already filed your taxes, yeah. You don't need to file an amendment. The IRS is actually going to redo your taxes and send you back your refund based on the first 10200 not being taxable. Do not pay for an amendment. They do not want amendments on this. They are All actually right. going Good. to do it for you. Good to know. All right. So this, this message moment brought to you by ATS <laughs> and the People's yeah. Congress. Come on. Let's empower our people, people. Yes. And then there's also, another, there's also another thing when we talk about taking the money, there's a misunderstanding. Okay. So the misunderstanding is twofold. When you first were given your stimulus one and two, mm -hmm. it could be taken for child support. It could be taken. Okay. If you had a, if you were already being garnished on your, or your assets were already seized. Mm. If you were one of the unfortunate ones who did not get it directly to your account or on a card or mailed and had to get it through your tax return, all bets are off for the rest of you guys. If you owe federal money, your money, your tax return is taken. Okay. So even if you have a payment plan in place for the next two years to pay off your debt to the IRS um, for your whatever student loan, whatever is federal, 
Yes, they will take it. Okay, so that's one piece of the pie. Now let's talk about the 1400, okay? So the 1400 that went out will, for those who do not receive it, and keep in mind the IRS is still processing them. Don't ask me, they have pulled everybody to, to process these and somehow, mm -hmm. you know, when you talk about middle, middle class issues, lower class issues, mm -hmm. social security, should, those recipients should have been one of the first people to get it, to be quite honest, mm -hmm. okay? They still haven't gotten it, all right? All right? Um, and I won't even go into what happened in their miscommunication. But the truth of the matter is that 1400 if you don't receive it, you now have to wait until you do your taxes next year yep. to apply for it. And guess what? That 1400 once more, will go to a debt because it's coming through your tax return. It is not being sent directly to your bank. Right now, the only way your bank is garnished is if there's a garnishment sitting at your bank and the, they say, do not give them people this money. Mm -hmm. This money is mine. Mm -hmm. Okay, so okay. let's start right there because you know what? I'm hearing something and what I'm hearing is a call to the middle class. <laughs> it's time to exit people. It is time to exit. Time to go. All right, this is the middle class exit right here because see, that system is broke too. The school system is broke. The tax system is broke. It's mm -hmm. not for the people. It's not by the people. It's against the people. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know the tax laws, like the rich know how to get over this stuff. They know how to get around this stuff. They got lawyers that are paid to help them do right. all that. So That's what we need to do is empower our people with education, right. Right. like Sadia did earlier. And this knowledge that she has, yeah. this is not common knowledge. This is stuff that tricks right. people. The middle class just gets, gets hit in the face, and they want they, their money. Like Everybody's getting their checks. Where's yeah. my check? Well, you got to get empowered and educated so that you don't fall for that trick. And you got to know how to work that system. You got to know what to do. And part of that is joining the community like this. One. Oh, yeah. You got to join the ATS. You got to get in. You got to get empowered. Yeah. You got to become a part of this message, this middle yeah. class exit. Wait a minute. Adrian, oh, no, wait. So, so you mean when I got my $1,400, I was not supposed to go and buy all of the sneakers? And the outfit because but I didn't have any money, so it was like I didn't have any money, so I went from zero to a thousand and four hundred dollars real fast. You, and I went, you know and what I mean? Was I was balling real quick for like two weeks, and then not even. And now you mean to tell me when do I get the next? <laughs> you know what? The last thing I'll say on that is that um, for those people who didn't get the one piece I didn't say is those people who did not get their um, their money if it's garnished. There are some states. Call your legislature. There are some states who have agreed that creditors may not take your federal stimulus money. Wow! But it needs to be at the federal level. This is now being decided at the state level, and only a handful of states have now stepped up for the people. So it's really about getting people together. We need to get our people together and say, do not take the stimulus money. It is meant to help pay bills and to feed the children and all of these other needs that we have. Because eventually, all of us who owe student loans, we're going to have to start paying that back, y'all. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. I, I must have missed something. I must have missed something. You said you said all of us who owe Stephen loans. You talking about me? Stephen. <laughs> like. 
Y'all owe me money. And no, Adrian, you can't defer it forever. I'm not giving you forever. <laughs> I need all of it. Cash at me right forever. now. <laughs> I'm a student for life. <laughs> You're a student for life. That's what they uh, say. That's what they mean. Back in our day, the kids used to say, I'm going to be a student forever. And we just try to figure out what does that mean. But as long as you were a student, you didn't have to pay it back. So they yep. decided that they would just be students forever. That's why, so that's why that's you see why, people with like 15 degrees up on their wall. Yes. That's why Telly and them got the wrong idea when we when they heard that you needed to have degrees and stuff to do it and keep going and keep going. It was just mm -hmm. keep going so that they won't know that you got the fail. So as long as you keep going, they will be knowing that you out here. You know what I mean? So you keep going. Guys, guys let, me, let me share this. Five let me degrees share this. of general studies. Let me share this real quickly, guys. We this, this is just three takeaways. I'm sure there's others as well. But guys, we have to ask questions. You got to yeah. ask questions about this stuff with Sister Douglas. The people who are qualified, certified, know all this stuff, okay? You got to call them, set up appointments. Second thing you got to do, you got to have a strategy, folks. Right. Yeah. It's different. It's totally different. I'm getting ready to have the strategy session with my nephews because they get ready to go to college soon. I got to have a strategy now. It's not the same when we grow up, guys. I'm yeah. 64 years old. It was totally, it's totally different now. I have to have a strategy. And lastly, you gotta have a plan. Come on, people. Don't think you're just gonna get the money and go to school. It's different. You may, I like somebody mentioned earlier, you may need to just to get a certification in, in, in air conditioning and refrigeration. And you probably make a ton of money. Yeah, you know, for a while, I'm not saying not go to school. I'm just saying get your finances under control, get yourself under control and handle your business in a proper way so you can reduce the stress that you're gonna get later on. All right. Or pay your way through college yourself. Yeah. Wait, what did you say, Sadia? Or pay your way through college. Don't get the loan just because it's available. Right. Yep. Go ahead and drive Uber, do stuff in between yep. your classes. Yep. Because let me tell you that I went to school on scholarship to the University of Richmond for free. Yeah. And one of my savvy friends, guess what they taught me? That mm -hmm. I didn't have to keep my three part-time jobs. Right. I could apply for a student loan. Right. I was like, I've never heard of what? Student yeah. loan? They said, yeah, just go up and they'll have you sign it. Well, I was doing perfectly fine with my scholarship working my three part-time jobs. Yeah. Okay, so we need to tell people, like my oldest twin, my oldest son, he's paying his way through college. Yes. Right. My younger one, oh, he's yeah. all about the loans, okay? Right. Yeah. So there's two different, you got to teach right. him. Right. Try to pay as much as you can right now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Don't get it in loans. And guys, real quick, you don't have to do four years. I did no. five. It may take you six or seven. Yes. Guess what? You won't have the debt load. Come on now. We got to mention that before. Hey, you know, yeah. But you know what? I can be done. Yeah. I've achieved all that I've achieved with zero. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, You know what? Because I got out in the streets and I learned yeah. how to do what I wanted to do. And I learned from people who knew how to do it. And they taught me, and yep. now I'm doing it, and I've and I'm self-taught in a lot of things. Yeah. But so you don't have to go into debt in order to achieve your right. purpose. Right. You can actually start walking that direction, learning yeah. what you need to learn, and then yeah. people will come and help you. Absolutely. Look, I would tell people, look, I work for you for free. 
just train yeah. me. Tell me right. what you know. Right. Ultimately, right. they would pay me because I was better than the people they were paying. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's how you want to do that. So it's not always about being an employee. Right. Sometimes it's about being a business owner yeah. and hiring people who want to yeah. be employees. That's and right. Yeah, put yourself in an intern position where you're learning. That's it. You take, you take that knowledge oh, and, uh, and that experience, and many times they will hire you because of the experience. It's not necessarily because of the degree. And all my degrees have been paid for from the employers that I worked for. Thank you. All right. Two degrees, two one certification, zero dollars out of pocket. Wow. So nice. you can do that through your experience. And just make, like you say, I come back to your natural abilities, your God-given talents. Use them. As they say, start where you are, use what you have, and do it now. Come on. Can come I, on. Can, I add, can I add something to that? Another message moment. Now, Go ahead, Marquis. Now, I have, I have two young boys who are, yeah. not, who are not college bound. And <laughs> And I tell them that is fine. Yeah. yeah. But what but what I've done is what we've done is we've guided them into being business owners. That's right. Yeah. The beautiful thing about that is now they understand what is necessary mm -hmm. that they need to learn so mm -hmm. that when they do think about college, they understand the specifics right. of they right. have a target. Right. in mind for that college credit. Yeah. Yeah. They're just right. not going willy-nilly because, right. well, that's what you do after high school. Right. 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 When, when they go, they have a particular target yeah. because they've been groomed to be yeah. business owners. Right. Right, and so we that's have what we on want, the line, what we want more of the parents to do. Right we want there. more of yeah. the parents to think the way you're thinking. Yep. Is to start grooming yep. our middle class. Listen, we must start grooming our children now and pay yes. attention to what they're already gifted at doing yes. and give them the exposure yes. so that they can continue to nurture it and, yes. grow and, and be more fluent in what they're already good at doing. And they will love it. They will absolutely love it. So we have in the Congress someone who works with children, preparing them for such a thing, just like we're talking about. And that is Vicky out of Richmond, Virginia. Vicky, tell us about your experience working with the young children in podium here in Richmond, Virginia. Oh my gosh! Well, we can you can everybody hear me? Okay, Just, yeah. all right. I'm nervous now. I'm nervous. Oh my gosh! Well, we work with with wonderful, amazing Richmond public school students, middle school, high school, current, um, recent graduates. Um, we do writing, communication, professional development. Um, like like Telly was talking, we have actually created um, you know three different units of middle school financial literacy, five different units of of high school financial literacy, um, including a, a unit called Adulting 101. Um, okay. And well, because you know there's a lot of stuff that people don't teach, and it's yes. and it's and and even if you know our state has newly required you know financial literacy programs you know for our public school students, that doesn't mean everybody's getting the same access um, okay. as well, and yeah. so. You know, that's it's it's something we saw. We said, hey, this is something that that our young folks have come to us and said, this is what we, we want, what we need. And, and, you know, we worked on it. But but absolutely it is. Um, we work with 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 um, over 300 youth every single year um, working on, you know, 
our eighth graders, preparing them for high school, because we know yeah. that, you know, some yeah. of the biggest risk of dropout is between yeah. that eighth and ninth grade. Right. Um, we work right. with our with our juniors and seniors. Everybody who graduates from podium has a plan, you know, whether it be we're going to trade school, whether it be we're going into the, the military yeah. or armed forces, whether it be we're going to a two year or a four year college. Um, yeah. Everybody has a different pathway for success and success looks different for everybody. So, right. you know, yeah. that's that's what we really try to do. Mm-hmm. So, so that's again. That's the power of this program. Let's give her a hand. Let's give Vicky a hand. And uh, one thing people don't know is that she is the executive director for Podium in Richmond, Virginia. So she's doing a great job connecting with the schools and giving the kids a brighter future. But again, this is the kind. This is the kind of stuff that when you look at the People's Congress, look at the people in the that's at the table right now. Look at the Congress. Look at the wealth of knowledge just in this one group. What would happen? If more people would join the Congress and bring their expertise in and start empowering more people, and that's what we want. If you're watching right now, look, let us know that you hear us, that you want to be a part of it and you want to join in. Adrian, you had something. I just was saying we're taking over. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> we're taking over and we're looking for people just like you to join in, in this conversation to give us insight, especially in the areas where you see that our representatives are located in New York and Long Island and Richmond, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, Kennesaw, Georgia. Look, Baltimore, Maryland. We got McKay. We got Raleigh, North Carolina, Harper, Virginia. Virginia, and Saudi and Hopewell, Virginia, and me and our global world headquarters where the People's Congress is located. And I ain't going to tell you where it's at. So we are <laughs> represented all over the place. And, uh, and we definitely want to hear from you. We want to hear what's affecting you. Uh, we In these last few minutes, we're going to do a roundtable. All right, so everybody pick one story that you got left that you want to share, so share a little nugget, and then we're going to go around and hopefully we'll be finished by the time we're supposed to finish. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started with Tanya. Tanya, we're going we're gonna to put you in the plat- on the platform. You have um, well, the story I have is the one about the, uh, it was a story about the hand sanitizer. And the reason why that stuck out to me because, you know, I remember it's the last year um, working is since I work in the care the caregiving field. Um, when my husband was currently on hospice at the time, and it was so hard to find hand sanitizer. And now all of a sudden, it's everywhere, and there's lots of it now. The article was talking about it being the surplus of it everywhere. That is so much that they had to mark it down. And so when I read it, I was like, I was just in the store today and I bought some and then when I went and got to the register, she said it was 25 cents. I said, I'll be right back. And I went back and got five more and, and bought them back since they were 25 cents. But it's just, you know, the way that, you know, I remember when you couldn't even find one and then you can only get like one or two. Mm-hmm. And now there's just such a surplus of it. And now I remember they also were saying an article about that they were making it so fast that then you had to watch what kind you got because some of them were putting chemicals in it and, you know, it wasn't the right stuff they was putting in it. It could be more harm than good to you. So, mm-hmm. you know, and just how much money they made from it. I was like, really? Really? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, and this, but now the sales have gone down so much because People are not even, you know, either they got too much or right. um, they shipped it to it being airborne and everybody was like, well, I don't need to get all that stuff anymore. But right. yeah, good point. I mean, it just really, you know, I was like, yeah, I was just in the store today and bought some and it was marked down. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, made, they manufactured so much. They, they flooded yeah. the market. That's 
and see Absolutely. by the time they realized we didn't need as much they had right. so much in the production line right that's what it that's what happens in the nobody's talking and they don't talk guys they do yeah. not talk in the market well, supply and demand they're always trying to get their pieces of yeah. the exactly line. Nobody's ready to put crumbs up there. So yeah, that's yep. a good point. It was, well, it, was, it, it, was just like, it was just like one of the strategies that Kevin talked about. He said, I mean, one of the three things that he summarized and it was strategizing. And they never did get together to strategize to find out who was doing what and how right. much that they were making. And so okay. they just like you say, saturated the market. Yeah, one of the keys to businesses is is garnering your market share. Yeah. Right. So first the market is important, but then there's there's a curve because the supply has to meet up with demand and if demand drops, you lose That's out. Right. And that, that right. Somebody was saying. So all yeah. of them were fighting to beat that. Right. And unfortunately, right. they all probably fell at the same time because right. it just dropped out of thin air. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's a really good, really good story. All right. So we're gonna jump, we're gonna move to our next person. So let's go to uh let's go to Maxine. Maxine, what's your next story? Well, I have a story that I'm talking about the foundation of a good life. Oh. The foundation okay. of a good life. Was that a news article? No, but I had already researched. No, ma'am. No, 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 ma'am. We need news articles. <laughs> what? This is a news article about the middle class, and it's about the foundation of a good life. And do we take these five things into consideration? All One right, being money. All and right. we always talk about financial literacy, right? Mm -hmm. Two, meaning time. How are you using your time? Right, yeah, and yeah. three is relationships. And we know in order to, with employment rate like it is now, networking is critical. So yes. you make every connection count and you have to build those relationships and you need to rekindle those relationships that you've let go. And then yeah. health is another one. And we're talking about what, COVID? And how it has you know impacted our population mm -hmm. and then respect now those are the five things is for making a good a foundation for a good life and if we take all those things into consideration we got it maxine you're right i was absolutely wrong i do apologize ma'am you're right on point the middle class needs to hear that got it in. Thanks, maxine. <laughs> very good thank you so much you gotta watch out for Maxine though. She's so smooth with it. She's so smooth. She's sticking right in there. <laughs> it was nice. It was, and she put it all in there together. And she gave you something to do it. And put a bow on it. Put a middle class. Hey, but thank you. That was perfect. We love. Everybody loves Maxine. She's beautiful. We love. Absolutely. All right. So you, Corshi. We want to. I'm sorry, Marquise. Did you have something? No, 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 no. Okay. You must tell Corshi, Long Island, New York. You have the floor. So I actually, this was one that I had, I guess, researched, the one that I wanted to bring up, and it was a Long Island veteran uses mm. his driveway to help feed other vets in need. Oh. And I thought that was really great, especially with everything going on, mm. you know, with the elderly being more high risk. Um, mm. This man, I think his name was Sid. Uh, I don't remember his last name, but um, he turned his driveway into a farmer's market. So where the elderly elderly veterans would be able to come um places like i believe target and whole foods donated so the elder vets would come with their masks and socially distance to be able to get you know food and i thought that was really great um especially with everything going on it's just good that there are a lot of community initiatives happening and just yeah. be able to take his you know driveway and do something like that for the community is great all right so middle class this is the challenge coming from our Long Island, New York 
Uh, oh, check, check out this challenge, y'all. Check out this challenge. We want to challenge you to find ways to use what you have to be a blessing to those who need it. There right? You. So you look at this man. He has a driveway. He got people with vegetables. He says that's going to be a farmer's market. I've heard of people walking down uh, uh, mediums in cities and planting orange trees all the way down so that they could grow fruit and vegetables wow. for people who don't have them. Wow. Creating herb gardens in parks. Wow. So people can come and get herbs. Right. Yeah. So so there's creative ways, I think, that we can collectively uh, come up with ideas that can really help people who need it the most. And if you have a surplus or something, tell somebody. I bet somebody <laughs> will find a place, a way to get it to somebody who needs it. The middle class, we got to come together and we got to do it by communicating with each other to have a strategy and a plan. And that's what the People's Congress is all about. That's Creating right. strategies and plans for our people to do the what? Middle class. Correct. We're going to move on to our next person. Let's go to Jerome Red, Baltimore, Maryland. Sir, you do have the floor. <laughs> yes. Um, one article that really stood out to me uh, was this NFL star, uh, Mr. Alvin uh, Kamara. Um, hmm. Over the last few years, he's gotten a $75 million contract uh, from the NFL. But interestingly enough, he is not a dying of his contract on his endorsement money as he utilized uh, to take care of himself. And when they interviewed him, he said he reflected back on his mom, uh -huh. how she struggled working multiple jobs and could barely get by. Mm -hmm. So he learned how to do without. And he promised himself, if he ever got to that point where he was able to do better, that he was going to always remember that. And it's exactly what he's done. And he also says that his endorsements that he uses that money he makes sure that the people he's affiliated with are people that reflect him and mm -hmm. his brand mm -hmm. and people that he can communicate <laughs> with the leaders in that and those organizations so he can keep an eye on what's happening with those endorsements as well as his money. He's just not making the money and spending it. Right. Goes back to what you were saying, Kevin, about yeah. having a strategy, having a yeah. plan. Yeah. He remembers where he came from. Yeah. That motivates him as he moves forward. Yeah, bro. Sure. Because he says if push comes to show, I can go back right. you know, to, the, to the, the the bread and and, and 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 the jelly, and and I don't have to have a whole lot. Right. I yeah. That was awesome. Um, Very good, sir. The, the point here, the Mexican moment is just because you have it doesn't mean you're supposed to spend it. That's All right. right. That's All right. right. That's so right. we don't spend money; we invest money. That's what we do with our money. Make That's our money up. work for us. That's that right, foundation so. of a good life. <laughs> is what? Money. Money. All right. wants money. Yeah, we need that to we need to make it we need that to make it happen. All right, so we're gonna move on to our next person, Kevin Vaughn. Kevin, hey, ladies and you had the floor. Oh, thank you so much, uh, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't trust none of y'all. Here's the article. Here's the article, ladies and gentlemen. The new body camera footage shows George Floyd's handcuffed on the street. Yes, those. Uh, cameras got to be on. Bottom line, it's just a quick summary of that. They got to be on. I don't trust nobody that's trying to serve me anything, ladies and gentlemen, right now. I need to put the camera on and then serve the information when we go to court. No doubt about it. So the body cam technology's got to be there because, first of all, they probably don't like me. And guess what? The second of all, I probably don't know them. So therefore, the truth's got to come out and the camera is going to show the truth. So put those body cameras on, ask, make sure that bad boy's on. If not, put your own on. But you can see what's happening now in the trial, the importance of video today. So 
ladies and gentlemen, make sure the body cameras are on if you ever get stopped. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks for wrapping that up for us. Miss Understood Adrian out of Philadelphia. What you got for us? <laughs> so I got a question about that, Kev. If I happen to get pulled over, can I now, that means I have the responsibility to ask the officer, is that camera working? Exactly. <laughs> if they got it on, ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We want you, you safe. Want no, no malfunctions later. That's I need right. to know now. Is That's this right. working? That's right. I want my sisters and brothers safe. All y'all. That's right. Everybody. I would have to say that the... I don't think that my people would love me anymore if I did not have this conversation with you right now. Could you imagine the Uber driver dropping the weed off? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, uh, let me be now? real. Let's, let me be real. Let me be real. <laughs> Y'all do know how Uber and Grubhub have like just taken over the market because no one wants to come outside because of the COVID and everything else. So it was always a great thing. Now, because of the 2020, they have over, I think it was 300 billion. Hmm. Like that's how, that's how much, that's how much their revenue has jumped since hmm. 2020, just from the ride share period. So now you can get liquor from yeah. the Uber. Hmm. And because of the fact that there are so many states that are going with this Prop 90, this Prop 22, which is the legalization of marijuana, they are now saying, well, the Uber man is trying to say, ain't no way in the world that you think that we just not going to get in on this month. Because <laughs> everybody, everybody in the world that is not embracing the cannabis is like, um, excuse me, I know how you feel, but we can't not let this money go. This is good money. We need to get this money. This is money that is going to be made regardless. And if we're not involved in it, this is money that we don't have. So Uber, <laughs> Uber has said... They are literally waiting patiently for like the last four states. What is it? I think it's Delaware. They look Delaware, Minnesota, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. All right. So let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. They let it go. They're gonna drop that weed off. They bring okay, it. Let me tell you. <laughs> this, this, what, this what Uber, this is what Uber is about to do. I'm gonna tell you what Uber is about to do. Uber is about to deliver marijuana and free cars to people who want to jack up the uber driver for when he got in the car that's that's what that's what they about to do it's an uber weed car driving down the street you think he just gonna drive in and drive out like it's nothing like he's just delivering my piece i don't think so no, he's gonna be incognito he's he gonna, gonna be, look like the trash man he's gonna he be unconscious like on the, the side of the road because he definitely he uh, definitely will get robbed you're right you ain't never oh lie. Matter of fact, that don't even, make, even, even to the hood, that don't make sense. <laughs> Steven, if they go to the Baltimore, they gonna get robbed. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, I ain't always been saved. I'm gonna tell you, boy. You drive up here in the car when you got some 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 marijuana in your car, and you think you just gonna drop it all? Oh, right. I'm I'm the guy. Come over here. I'm the guy. Yeah, come over here. Yeah. Give me that car. See, 2021 has allowed us to say that we are now going to be responsible cannabis users. 
And that's what it says. This is the Uber is targeting the responsible cannabis. Yeah. That's what it says. So that, so that means I can write it off on my taxes, right? Right. I was going to run that to the CPA. Now, the CPA is the person that needs to answer that question. Because if, as a business owner, I need the cannabis. Isn't that a write-off? If it's legal in your state um, and it's not against the federal law, uh -huh. if you have that business, is yes. Don't be like Al Capone and some of the others that won't declare in their ill-gotten gain money. But yes, you can. Let me tell you how messed up this is. This is this how messed up it is. This is how messed up it is. Our boy Q on the corner that's selling to the people on his block can't sell it. But they can legalize it, put it right. in the car, and drop it off because they right. ordered it using an app. Right. Okay, that's how crazy the world has got. They certified because they certified. They control it, guys. It's just control. It's control feature. Responsible. All right, All right my blood pressure going up. We're gonna move on to the next story. I'm sorry, we might have to cut that one down. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel this left left side of my head hurting. Uh, we're gonna move on to the next one. All right, so we're gonna move on to uh, Marquise Washington in Indianapolis, sir. You have the floor. Sound like, sound like well, you need to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> I need some hold of shoes. Go ahead, Marquise. You got it. Well, I'm I'm a I'm a big safety guy, and um, when I'm when I'm thinking about Uber and 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 weed and all this other kind of stuff, I'm I. I think they should just partner with Domino's with the uh, <laughs> with the autonomous car. Right. You, you stuff the weed. I mean, weed <laughs> stuff pizza crust. Hey, hey, why don't they say they need to put a drone on the top of the Domino's car with the weed on it and have it lift off and drop it off in the every neighborhood? You better hold the thought, man. <laughs> Look, we stuff pizza. Weed stuff pizza crust. Don't yeah, do it. Don't do it. Just roll it up in the pizza crust <laughs> and bake it. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead, Keith. But, but you got the next one, man. Go ahead. But but the but the other thing that that goes along with with safety because we're early. We were talking about people getting shot and whatnot. Um, what what I've done is I've gotten myself a thick day runner, and I put all of my stuff in there. So if I do get pulled over. I don't wait for them to come up to the car to reach in a glove box. I'll just grab it and stick it on top of the car and put both my hands on the steering wheel. Okay, sir, can I ask you a question here? Let me ask you a question. This is for yes. the middle class. We're trying to educate and empower. What is a day run? Explain that for the people. <laughs> well, 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 basically it's a, it looks, it, it, it looks like a, the one that I have looks like a Bible cover. It's yeah. about as thick as the Bible. Inside, you have count your calendar, Calendars. your schedule. Yeah. You might have a calculator. Oh, so the day planner. The day planner. Day planner. Yeah. yeah. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So, so in, instead of having all that other stuff, just have one dedicated to have your driver's yeah. license proof of insurance. <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Brought you by Jim Atelier Course. Yeah. Long Island. There we go. <laughs> all right. So, so you stand to have your packet ready to put yes. out car, so there's no issue. I've gotten I've gotten pulled over several times, and at nighttime, and what I've done was mm -hmm. I take this and mine mine's about the size of a dictionary, I think, and so I'll pull it out, stick it right on the roof of the car, cut the mm -hmm. light, cut the dome light on, mm -hmm. put both hands on the steering wheel. 
Wow. Yeah. And and every time, three out of three, they'll come, they'll look at me, have a nice day. Right. All right. And sure. and and some some people say, What do you have on your on top of your car? I say, Hey, that's all of my credentials. There it is. What do you need? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't all bother right, so let me. me let me give the let me give our let's empower our people a little bit. If you are pulled over by an officer, that's a great thing to have. We should do it. It should be mandatory within those who are part of the People's Congress as well as Mexico. The middle class needs to, to protect themselves. The second thing you need to do is when you get pulled over, dial 911. Put the phone on speaker. Put it on the dashboard. Hello, can I help you? Yes, I am Steven. I've been pulled over. The officer's walking up to the car. I don't feel safe. Do you stay on the line with me? The officer comes to the car and says, Officer, I have this patch on the line. What is your badge number? She's going to stay on the line while we're doing this. And you got a direct connection to protection and accountability. All right. So I let's like make sure middle that we- class. middle class. Y'all better listen to that. Run that back again one more time, Steve, because there's a yeah, lot of so people that with, don't know the first thing to do when they're going to go with Brother Marquise. His suggestion is get a packet like uh, Yimitelli held up that you can have everything, your registration, your license, your insurance, all that in the packet. Ready. So if you get pulled over, first thing you do is you roll down your window a little bit, not all the way, a little bit. Reach up, put it on your roof, put your hands on the steering wheel. But before you do that, you dial nine one one. Put your put your phone on the dashboard, have it on speaker, and let the dispatcher know that you've been pulled over, that you are concerned for your life. You you don't know what's going on. The officer comes up. You let him know that dispatch is on the line, asking for his badge number so he can report that. You report that and you ask him to stay on the line until this is resolved. You have direct protection. He has direct accountability. He or she has direct accountability to not try to pull nothing crazy. That's right. So that's how you do I that. I think everybody should appreciate that. And I believe that if the cop had any kind of sense and he walked up and that's how it was, he he had he should appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And and, and this and this that. is important because when we talk about empowering our people, the first thing is you gotta be safe while you're doing what you're doing in your life. You gotta be safe. You gotta let your kids know how to be safe, and yep. you gotta remove all excuses from people that would try to hurt you and your family. All right, we're gonna move on. We're almost done here. We're gonna move on to Vicky uh, out of Richmond, Virginia. Vicky, do you have one last story for us? Uh, the only last story I have is um, talking about you know financial literacy. Going back to that, um, I saw that Bitcoin. Um, I don't know how many people have, have noticed this, but uh, but Bitcoin um, is now something that the IRS can tax. Um, and other cryptocurrencies. Um, so for me, I have no idea what Bitcoin, like I know what I know that it is online money, but I, that, that is a process where, where it's not traceable back to, I don't really, I need some financial literacy on what cryptocurrency is because at this point now the IRS can tax it. So, um, so that's that's my own personal PSA. I, I need some assistance on what that cryptocurrency is all about. Well, Vicky Stockton, tax preparers, we are required to ask you if you have any cryptocurrency investments um, or money that you need to report. That is a required question. Required question now. This should be no shock. Oh, no. Should the government has put their hands into we, right. you know yes. they're going to put their hands into current. Absolutely. Okay. So come on now. Let's so let's not be shocked. The middle class should not be shocked when when this stuff happens. No, nope. I, I, I didn't know they were taxed. I know this, all about the money. Vicky, one thing that I've learned dealing with the ATS is that within the cryptocurrency, the bitcoins and all of that, 
what we had to do was we're watching out for the flooding of the industry. Someone else was saying it. I think it was Kevin. When when they are trying to change something or do something, they will flood the industry with whatever that is. So if you think about it, what they're doing is with our stimulus money, they are flooding the industry with all of this money. Because really what's happening is the dollar bill is as obsolete as it has always been, but now it's even worse. So what people are doing is they're taking any of the income that they have now and they are swapping that cash money into the cryptocurrencies or bitcoins and stuff because your cash money is really null and void anymore. Because if you think about it, they keep giving it 1,500, 1,400, 2,500 every time they want to with the world in the stimulus. They're giving us this money because that money really doesn't matter. That money doesn't really exist like that. But if you got money, that's why they're taxing it with that crypto and that Bitcoin. That's because that's where your money really is. Another setup, guys. Yeah, yeah. And we got to get wise. We got to get wise. We got to get educated. That's what it comes down to. Maxine, did you have something you want to say? No, I'm good. All right. So did I miss anybody? Somebody else didn't get their last word? Everybody got their story in? All right, good. So look. We have just concluded our first episode of the People's Congress. Let's give it up for all of our panelists, our distinguished guests. Thank you for your time. We thank each and every one of you for your opinions and for your your stories and research. We would like to thank Antonio T. Smith and ATS for all that you do for the middle class. Let's give them a round of applause. Give them a hand. Thank you. It is his vision that we are pushing out here. It's called Mexican. It is middle class exit. If you are in the middle class, it is time to exit. And the way you exit is by getting educated, empowered, and inspired to change your future. And we're thankful that you decided to spend these hours with us. And we will be back with more news that's going to help you and your family do what? Prevail and be successful. We'll see you on the other side.